so over the course of time, we have seen so much of what we have preached watered down in the community and in the culture. And here's the thing to keep in mind. The culture at one point were more aligned with the teaching of the church. And we have drifted so far away. Why is that the case? Is it because as believers, we have become laxed? The Contending for the Faith Church Growth and Development Conference is returning to Brown Church this weekend. Hi and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Pleasure to have Dr. Bartholomew Orr, lead pastor at Brown Church. Bart, so good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Well, it's good to see you, Byron, always. This is a big event for Brown. The conference has been an annual event since uh, how long now? Oh, my goodness. This is our eighth year. Of course, with the pandemic, we took two years off from hosting it, but we are excited to be back doing it this year. So before we get into all of the nuts and bolts of this conference, i got to find out about how you've been doing. Valerie, how's you know the family? What? The, the family is doing well. Church is doing well. I, I believe, you know, all of us are coming out of this pandemic, and I guess we're, we're still in it, and, yeah. and yet as we're navigating through, it's just a new day. And so now it's how do we adjust yeah. to this new norm? And how have you adjusted to this new norm? As a pastor, Byron, I've had my challenges <laughs> because I'm discovering that you have to do church all differently now. And so how do you, this virtual hybrid world that we now find ourselves in, how do we blend technology and continue to offer folks the truth of the word of God? And at the same time, keep in touch uh, with individuals and not lose that uh, shepherd's heart for the people. So it's it's definitely a learning curve for all of us. And I've been busier over the last couple of years. Because oftentimes a pastor's ministry is a handshake. It's a hug. It's being there when a church member is going through stress or the death of a loved one. Right. But I I guess you were limited to some degree. Limited to it and then overworked in in other areas. Um, For the past couple of years, I've been averaging preaching 70 to 80 plus funerals a year. Oh, Bart. Yes. So so just the um, the weight in navigating the church um, uh, during this time of, 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 you know, having months of preaching in an empty church and then opening the doors back up. And people are still very cautious about coming yes. back. We're still only about 30 uh, between 30 and 40 percent back. You know, that's a lot of mourning. Yes. What have you learned through the process of mourning? You know, first of all, I think people have appreciated us being there for them at this time. Um, One of the things that we did that was probably different from others, we said even during the worst of it all, that we would continue to keep the doors open for funerals. So we never stopped having funerals. My heart was with everything that's going on, people need some kind of way of closure. Yes. I think one of the running jokes around town, Brown became the the church (laughs) for having everyone's funeral. But, you know, it gave the community opportunity to come in and be able to spread out, have some distance. And so we're grateful that we were able to minister to that North Mississippi community. Well, you know, Bart, that's such a special ministry, too, because many, and I've heard stories of people, their loved one passed, but they had to wait months and months before they could have a funeral and have that closure you're talking about. And, Byron, it was nothing for me to preach families' funeral. I mean, like the mother one month, 
a father another month. In one six weeks period, I preached a, a young lady's father, her sister, and then her husband funeral yes. in just six weeks' time. Oh, my brother. You know, I like to frequent Perkins Family Restaurant at times. Yes. I love their breakfast. And there's a, a gentleman there that has served us many times over the last few years. Recently, I was there and asked him how he was doing. I could tell he was a little distraught. He shared a story. He said that he had just lost, in a six-week period of time, he lost his mother, mm. his father, his brother, an uncle, and I think one or two cousins. And, you know, before the pandemic, all of the experts would say, okay, if you experience this much stress, this much trauma within a year's time, yeah. you're over the max. I mean, you know, is now affecting right. with your emotional and mental well-being. Yes. Yes. Well, can you imagine in the midst of this pandemic what people have gone through after Again, multiple. And then there were other members, Byron, that absolutely family did not experience any loss at all. Yeah. And and so how do you continue to, in both world, pastor and shepherd congregation? So these have been some difficult times, but blessing. Blessing times, That, that yeah. God has been able to use the church to minister. Well, I am thankful that you're able to open the doors wide open for the Contending for the Faith conference coming yes. up this weekend. Now, it will also be a virtual aspect for those who feel safer at home. Right. And we'll get some details about that. As you mentioned, for the past eight years, this conference, Contending for the Faith, a sweet sister, one of your church members, That's Muriel right. Taylor. Reverend Muriel Taylor. I mean, you know, a godsend to us in so many ways, and Muriel... Um, this was her baby. <laughs> God <laughs> birthed it through Miriam, and we're grateful for being able to bring this kind of preaching and teaching together. And it's free, and it's for the entire Mid-South. Where in the Bible does it exhort us to contend for the faith? Oh, my goodness. It's, it's in one of the epistles, uh, Jude. And I almost need to Google it, but <laughs> but we ought to be contending for the faith, yes. Well, I have the verse right here out of Jude 1.3. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. Now, he yes. goes on to verse 4. I think this is key here. For certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God in sensuality and deny our only master and Lord, Jesus Christ. And aren't we living in those times now? Yeah. I mean, we, we look at the climate that our country finds herself in with darkness, with just the division. And yes, the church is affected. Now it seemed worse than ever before. You know, I was looking at some church history, and there was a name that surfaced, didn't know much about, John Huss. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He lived about 1334, 37, oh, wow. around that time. Wow. Actually, he was a reformer 100 years before Martin wow. Luther. Wow. What was interesting was he grew up with peasant families under the order of princes and kings, was treated very harshly as a peasant by the upper enchilant. His parents were concerned that he needed to do well in life, so they encouraged his education, got his master's in education. He got appointed to start preaching, and at the same time he was called to preach, he was converted to Christ. He started hearing the teachings of John Wycliffe. Now, you mm, know Wycliffe. Yes, with the Wycliffe Bible. Yeah, and of course Wycliffe, because of his preaching, was burned to the stake for yeah. his preaching of Christ the way he did. John did the same thing, and he stood wow. for Christ, was a martyr for the faith. You know, Bart, I was thinking about it. Now, you and I live in a period of time right now, not that there's not people who 
around the world have not been martyrs for their faith in right. places like China and other places of the right. world. But thinking about the value of our faith, it is something that we should contend for because there's been people have gone on before us yes. who have died. And you know, Byron, I think we're living in a day and time that we're taking so much for granted now yeah. that little by little, um, our freedoms are kind of being nipped away. I was saying in a sermon just recently, I think I wouldn't be surprised if the day come when what we preach from the pulpit is labeled as hate speech. Talking about Jesus loves you. Talking about Jesus loves you. And would it get to the point where we are censored because of our speech is lining up with the word of God and not blending in, conforming to the culture. And so if ever there's a time, it is now that we need to be transformed, not conformed to the culture, but transformed by the renewing of our mind. This particular conference, Contending for Our Faith, okay, this must be important to you. It is a passion of ours because the Bible teaches us that the only thing that's going to really last in the midst of it all is the truth of the word of God. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand forever. But here's the thing. All of the surveys are saying biblical illiteracy is the great issue of the church today. We have the technology that right now on our phones, (laughs) in print, we have the Bible in every kind of form that we can, and yet people are not reading it. They don't understand it. They are not living it out, and that's the whole purpose of the church. There's a verse, and I've heard people quote it, that that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And it's my understanding it wasn't the fact that they didn't have the knowledge, but they didn't obey it. They didn't heed it. You know, so what good does it do for us to have it if we don't have it if you're if you're not putting it into use? Yes. And that wisdom, that knowledge, that understanding, it comes from the Lord. And so we definitely need to make sure that we're staying on top of that. How have you seen this conference impact the folks at Brown? I believe it has helped us uh, because it's a great way to really stabilize people in their faith and then help to equip our teachers as they are ministering and training up individuals. How can we become disciples who reproduce other disciples of Jesus Christ? And that's only going to come when we can go deep in the Word of God and be able to rightly divide the Word of God. Have you personally seen opposition to maybe some of the sermons that you've preached in maybe over the last five years compared to when you started the ministry, which has been over 30 years ago? My goodness, 33 years now (laughs) as pastor of Brown. And just think about redefining marriage, for example. You know, you, you've preached for years that marriage is one man and one woman, and yet we live in a day and time now where it has been redefined. And churches have, have been called out for just standing on the truth that marriage is still one man and one woman yeah. as designed by God. And and so over the course of time, we have seen so much of what we have preached watered down in the community and in the culture. And here's the thing to keep in mind. The culture at one point were more aligned with the teaching of the church. And we have drifted so far away. Why is that the case? Is it because as believers we have become laxed? Does it discourage you, and I'm sure it does, to see 
fellow preacher friends or people that you know that have given in? Maybe they not stand completely on the word when you see them do that. I'm, I'm disappointed. It's a sign of the times that we live in because there will come a time, Paul says, when men will have itching ears and they will heap after themselves teachers that would just tickle their ears, give them what they desire. And we're living in that day and time now. You have a wonderful lineup of speakers that will be coming. Of course, you are the conference host, and I'm sure there'll be a spot somewhere that you'll have an opportunity to lead a session, to preach. Hey, you, you know, <laughs> I'm just grateful, first of all, to be able to host it. And uh, here's a wonderful thing. They get a chance to hear me so often. But yes, we'll, we'll be a part of it as well. But I'm looking forward to being poured into because, like I said, over these last two years, I think all of us need to be ministered to. You got Dr. Brian. Carter, Gail Artbuckle, Sharita West, Dr. Ralph West, Dr. Joel Gregory. Joel Gregory. When I saw his name on the list, I thought, oh my, you know, he at one time, I haven't kept up with this ministry in a while, but I remember when he was pastor of First Baptist Church yes. in Dallas. Yes. Joel has become a, just a dear friend of the ministry, great expositor, incredible preacher. Bible teacher. And um, you talk about someone that is just a blessing to the body of Christ. And so we're excited to have him. Uh, he oftentimes shares even in the preaching ministry at Brown. This is always just a great time. And you've got, of course, Pastor William Watson, Dr. George Parks Jr., Reverend Stacy Tyson, who is a wonderful Bible teacher, and he also builds custom guitars. I've seen some of his work. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know that. But yeah, he's an incredible master guitar builder. Dr. William Curtis and Dr. David Allen, and these are a few. There's also other breakout sessions and other speakers, and there's things for men and women. And this isn't just a conference, Dr. Orr, for pastors and ministers. That's right. It's for everybody. The body of Christ need to be able to go deeper into the Word of God and to be able to unpack it for their daily lives. And so, um, again, you hear contending for the faith is is quickly to say, okay, that's for preachers and pastors. No, this is for everyone. Um, great opportunities also for individuals to um, just to come and just be encouraged. Well, the theme for this year's conference is lift him up, taken from the scripture in John twelve thirty two. If I be lifted up, Jesus said, from the earth will draw all men unto me. What exactly did Jesus mean when he said that? You know, I believe that the whole purpose of the church, Jesus said, I've come to seek and to save that which is lost. So the church have been called to really proclaim the gospel message of Jesus Christ in the hopes of saving this world yeah. from our sins. Yeah. And so how do we exalt Jesus? How do we make sure that we are lifting him up through witness and lifting him up through our daily lifestyle, lifting him up uh, through the goodness that we're doing in the community? Um Paul said, I've become all things to all men that I might win someone to Jesus Christ. Do you think that the church is scared of that, becoming all things to all men? In what ways do you feel like we are failing, and really the church in America specifically, of lifting up Jesus? Well, take the marketplace, for example. You know, and I think one of y'all broadcasts is ministry in the marketplace. Yes. But, but, but look, do we equip our members to really be witnesses and to be bold in the marketplace, to really take their workplace and use it as a just a fresh opportunity yes. to share Jesus, to love people, yes, to yes, give the yes. good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The mission field is no longer just across the waters. 
the mission field is right in our backyard. Oh. It's, it's right on our job. Now, it is still across the water, yes. and I believe the church, we have to do it all yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in local, national, and international. Well, when you say do it all, and you talk about across the waters, this conference, Contending for the Faith, has served more than 1,700 people from around the globe, reaching as far as Kenya, India, Nigeria, Cairo, Egypt. So I guess I didn't realize that this conference has gone beyond the borders of the United States. Well, and that's the wonderful thing about even this time with it being virtual. Brown literally, in the midst of the pandemic, one of the things that we did, we started an online campus and we call it brown everywhere so how do you connect with because throughout with technology we can literally connect with individuals all around the world yeah and god has been using us to be able to do that so you haven't physically gone and done a continuing for the faith conference this has been virtual attendance uh well in the past we've actually had visitors from these places from these places okay. to come and physically attend but this year with it being virtual and in person we get an opportunity for those that are beyond the uh right. the borders of our country to still be able to be a part well, one of the conference sessions is managing marriage and ministry. Why is it so important to be able to manage your ministry and marriage when you're in a full-time ministry? You know it well. My goodness. <laughs> you, you know, uh, and, and Valerie is celebrating a birthday. Uh, so I appreciate this book that you have given me, Take the Day Off. <laughs> uh, look, it, it, it's a juggle. How do you do that? Um, because our first ministry must be to our own family. The Bible uh, speaks so highly of the value of pastors uh, dealing with their family, their wives, uh, their children. And so this is a wonderful way for pastors to kind of reconnect and, and just be reminded of the importance of marriage. Yeah. It's the, it's the picture of Christ and the church. It is, isn't it? And you've got to take care of your bride. That's right. You know, before you take care of his bride. Yes. To effectively do that. Right. Would you say? Yes, most definitely. Yeah. But I can imagine, as you mentioned, these past couple of years with the pandemic and the extra stress that you've had and navigating through all of this, spillover of that stress can come into the family easily. Definitely can come into the family. And so how do you make sure that you stay grounded, that you keep working on your marriage, whether it is through conferences, whether it is just through that spending that time together, listening more, um, making sure that you're understanding what their needs are as well. Well, the conference starts this Friday at Brown Church, and it's going to be at the South Haven location. Is that correct? That's South Campus, 7200 Swinney Road. And so right there at Goodman and Swinney is open to everyone. And again, this is just a wonderful opportunity uh, for the entire Mid-South area to come and be a part. I know registration is closed down online. Yes. But look, it's free. It's open. And so please You can walk up. That's right. You can just come show up Friday morning. morning. I forget. This That's is a right. Friday morning, right, right, 945. Friday. Yes. 945 yes. Friday morning until 11. There'll be a lunch break, and then you're back at 1230 until 145. And then on Saturday, this Saturday, if you're unable to attend Friday, you can come Saturday. It starts at 830 in the morning until 10. Some other sessions throughout the day. But what's really neat, Dr. Orr, now these are some sessions on just Friday, Preaching the Atonement, Developing a Vibrant Fine Arts Ministry, Studying Psalms for Preaching and Teaching, Spiritual Conversion in the Digital Age, Rethinking Discipleship in the Local Church, Church Growth, Making the Word Flesh, Pastoral Leadership in Church Logistics and Transition.
conditioning aids, windows of your house, illustrations that sparkle, church revitalization made practical, planning your preaching, how long is long enough, biblical women's war for the soul, the importance of men in the local church, a theology and methodology of social crisis preaching. This is just Friday. This isn't even Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Hey, (laughs) come, be blessed, be enriched. Um, It's relevant. It's authentic. This is a great opportunity for us uh, to grow. And then just come for the fellowship as well to get a chance to uh, rub some shoulders with some other um, Christian brothers and sisters. It's going to be a wonderful time. It's a great time to be encouraged. And everybody I've talked to that has attended has always gotten so much out of it. If you were to pay for a conference like this. Well, and it's free. It's free. It's free. It it is is free. Yes, there's no cost. But if you were. (laughs) Hey, my goodness. And I appreciate Brown believing in what we have sought to do over the years in terms of how can we really minister to the body of Christ. Did you have conferences like this in the early days of your ministry? Can you remember conferences similar to this? You know what? I still remember, believe it or not, going to the Ofert Center and getting a chance to sit under the teaching and preaching of Stephen Ofert when they would bring different conferences in and so forth. So it has always been in my spirit that a growing church has to be led by a growing leader, and how can I continue to soak up information? What input do you have when it comes to selecting the speakers who come each year? Byron, believe it or not, again, in my old age, (laughs) I've learned how to delegate. um, And when you have someone that is well capable, putting things in their hands and allowing them to run with it. Wow. So so we're we're grateful for God surrounding us uh, with the right individuals. Okay, friend, now Contending for the Faith Conference is this weekend at Brown Church starting Friday morning at 945. What you need to do is to come. Just make plans to come. Tell your boss you need to take a sick day. No, <laughs> no, don't want to do that. But if you can take some vacation time or some time off or adjust That's your right. schedule, yes. uh, tell your boss when you come back, you'll be that much better employee. You'll be working harder. And if you can't get it in the day sessions, by all means, uh, come to the evening opportunities as well. And if you feel safer by coming through virtual you can do that can as do that. well. Is that through the church website? That is through, and um, it's the Contending for the Safe website, and it's thecontendingconference.com. Okay. And there will be a link where individuals can kind of click on and be able to be a part of it that way. Before we say goodbye, Dr. Ork, would you speak for a moment to – I know things have been kind of getting tough for a lot with higher prices and the markets and gas prices and people are trying to juggle with their families and i'm sure you're you're personally i'm sure are feeling some pinches and and i'm right. sure members of your congregation are and people throughout you know all over are it's just been some tough times these have been uh, difficult times for all of us and yet what i'm reminded of is isaiah 41 verse 10 don't be afraid don't be discouraged uh the lord god is with you to help you to hold you up with his victorious right hand. God has not only just brought us through this pandemic, but I believe that God is really positioning the church now to minister in a way to the hurting souls of mankind. And we need to be equipped and ready 
to minister. Well, and this conference, again, gives you the tools. You don't have to be a pastor of a church to attend. That's right. But if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, which we all should be as we're yes. in Christ, yes. to be able to listen to these speakers and not only listen, but to apply the word that we learn. Take it in. And a matter of fact, take it back to your congregation. Take it back to your small group. Take it back to your disciple that you're pouring into as well. And that way we can grow and others can grow as well. Which suit did folks decide for you to wear on Easter Sunday? You gave them a challenge. My goodness, it was a tan suit. Okay, the tan I was su- surprised. The, tan, the one with a tie? <laughs> yes. I thought that was the best myself. I was just wondering. I saw that. <laughs> well, 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 you and so many others, but uh, we had a wonderful Easter celebration. My goodness, God has been faithful to us. Isn't it wonderful, Pastor War, that we celebrate a risen Savior? Yes. You know, a lot of folks follow philosophies of this world or maybe mentors or leaders. Many of them have died. Just they're teaching around, but it's empty. But when we know that the empty tomb, tomb the yes. empty tomb, the tomb is still empty. Our Savior reigns. He's at the right hand of the Father. We're in a win-win situation, Byron. Amen. Well, as we close out and think about just some of the tough times, maybe listening right now could be someone who's just feeling the pinch, or maybe they're discouraged. Maybe they don't really know what it means to, to walk with Christ, or they're confused about it. Could you just close out in prayer, maybe pray for those? Father God, Lord, we are so thankful. And Father, I'm reminded even of Hezekiah, who despite the odds against him, he continued to trust you. He continued to obey your commandments, even praying when surrounded by enemies. And God, you heard and delivered him. I pray that for each individual right now, for that person that is going through, that we will continue to trust in you with all of our heart and that we will not lean to our own understanding. Help us continue to walk in a manner worthy of the calling and in accordance with your word. And as we put our request and make them known to you, I pray that your peace would guard our heart and mind. Yeah. Keep us, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Dr. Bartholomew Orr. Always a pleasure, God my God bless you, Byron. <laughs> Look, I'm looking for us to go on another uh, trip together. Man, the last Holy time Land. we went to the Holy Land in 2018, and yes. it was an incredible oh, time. Oh, my goodness. And uh, you had been before. It was my first time. Really? Well, actually, it was my second time, because yeah. that same year we went with the bot tour. That was your yeah. first bot tour. Right. But the time we had was incredible. It was incredible. we got to take another trip somewhere. That's right. Yeah, let's we, do we it. We have to do it. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Mid-South Viewpoint, on the air now for 36 years. Today's show is available on our website at botradionetwork.com and on podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music.